Every great champion knows that success, overcoming, and winning in life is no accident. Creating individual success is like having a recipe for a great meal. It only works if you know how to use the ingredients. As a best-selling author, entrepreneur, business coach, strategist, and champion, the Lewis Hour Live Show provides you the insider's view on winning. All we do is win, 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 helping you become the best version of yourself. Good afternoon, good afternoon. I hope this day finds you well wherever you are. I'm in my usual spot and kind of see, I'm not sure how much is cleaned up today, but um, I'm kind of in my usual place that I like to hang out with and uh, do the show and, and uh, you know, just share some stuff. And uh, anything you hear me say, just know one or two things. One, it's something that I personally experience and I'm living, or two, it has been taught to me by somebody that is trusted and verified. I have a favorite saying in life that says, trust, but verify. Today, I want to talk about probably a little bit more of a difficult subject. And it's called how to survive in difficult places. Uh, I have been fortunate or unfortunate to be in some very difficult places over my lifetime and uh, places that I never wanted to be in or never thought I would find myself uh, into. I've also followed stories of individuals who find themselves put into situations uh, they didn't plan to be. You know, we think right now we have the, the uh, Israel-Hamas conflict going on. Well, in the middle of that are hostages. I don't think any of those hostages got up that morning and decide today I'm going to be a hostage. Today I'm going to be put in this position. But it happens. Um, I follow the history and autobiography of Nelson Mandela. For those who may not know who Nelson Mandela was, he was a activist and um, leader and the president of South Africa, a first black African to be president of South Africa. But prior to Nelson Mandela becoming that and part of his work, he ended up being convicted as a terrorist against that nation. And as a result was sentenced to life in prison. Yes, life. That means no parole, no probation, no guaranteed out. You are now put into a situation where it is intended for you to spend the rest of your life in that situation. Nelson Mandela spent 27 years in a South African prison. And of those 10 years, he was breaking big rocks into little rocks. We hear about that in the movies, but in his situation, that was real. There is a recent story, Just Fresh. You could Google it, depending on where you are listening. And by the way, thank you for listening wherever you're joining this uh, program. You can Google this one. This is two young men who were just, well, at the time they were young men, they were 18 and 20 years old. In 1981, 
they were convicted of a drive-by shooting which killed an individual. And as a result of being arrested, tried, and convicted, they spent 42 years in prison. 15 of those years was spent in solitary confinement. And I believe part of that was due to age at the time that they went in and was convicted. So again, they're put in a situation, I'm sure neither one of them planned to be in and spent 42 years. Can you imagine that? You, you should imagine what that could be like for a person. And on top of that, the reason why I'm bringing this story up, they maintained their innocence throughout that period of time with no relief. And eventually a group out of Chicago, an exoneration law group took up their cause and they were released from prison, exonerated of all charges. But it is 42 years later. I did the calculation, seven presidents of the United States of America have been elected. The internet had not been created as a consumer use tool when they went in. The mobile phone in any of its generation or reiteration had not even been created yet. So they missed a whole generation. They didn't see MTV Cribs. They had no local, national, or global perspective of anything that's going in life. They found themselves in that situation and had to find a way to survive it, to get out of it. Nelson Mandela states that the, one of the ways that he survived being in a nine by nine prison cell, nine by nine cell, is that he had a little window, a tiny little two by two window that he could look out of. And I mean, two inch by two, it ain't very big, that he could look out of. And he could see the sun. He could see the sky. And that gave him hope. So why am I talking about this today? Because the truth of the matter is that we all find ourselves in situations, whether it is a physical situation, maybe something dealing with your health, right? You got a bad report from the doctor. You went in for a checkup. You came out with bad news. Relationships uh, having to do with maybe family brothers, sister, mom, dad, wife, partner, whoever, we find ourselves in situations and we didn't really wake up asking for that. An uh, economic situation. Some of you have found yourself going to work only to turn around because they told you that you were no longer needed. I have had that happen. You are, thank you, goodbye. Back at home by 10 o'clock. So we do find ourselves in those situations. Some of those are long-term, but some of those, I mean, some of those are very short-term. Others are long-term. 42 years, that's long-term. Uh, 27 years, that's long-term. You know, for you, it may be 27 months, maybe three years. Uh, there are great stories of people who had to battle issues and diseases over years, but they won. Or maybe on the other side of it, you've been waiting for an opportunity that still has not come and you're in a position that you, you don't want to be. You're looking for that break, but it hasn't happened. And it is it just seems a far off. Maybe you're single and you're looking for that partner, but they haven't shown up. 
Okay, you're in a situation you don't want to be in, but you can't change it. You can't flip the script immediately. And I know that you can get on the internet and say 10 ways to flip the script. Well, that may or may not work, depending on what your lane is and where you're going. So I thought today, as a takeaway from learning about Nelson Mandela's life and the life of these two gentlemen, um, I hope someday to interview them because I would really like to hear how the two of them endured a prison situation to which they were innocent in and able to walk out of that. So today I just want to share with you uh, doing a quick time together. I like to keep these shows quick and get to the point and really think about this because in some way this will apply to you, whether it is a short-term, as I said, situation or something that is uh, long-term, whether it is benign or malignant, something that you must deal with over extended period of time that's just not going away quickly. And so I hope you get something out of this. And I'm just going to share uh, the screen so you can kind of see uh, the graphics that uh, I want to put. And then uh, we'll, uh, we'll, uh, we'll, go, uh, we'll go that way. So, all right. So surviving difficult positions. Now, again, like I said, not, not a thing we think we will see ourselves in, but sometimes it will, it'll happen. Okay. So number one is you got to maintain a hope, right? Anytime that you're put in a place where you don't want to be, the first thing that can you can start to feel is hopeless. Let's say you're in debt and you have tried every way you can to think about getting out of debt and nothing, there's no relief coming. You know, I carried uh, like $1.2 million in debt for a period of 10 years. And everything I did did not relieve me of that debt. Okay. And so there were days that it, it I felt hopeless, right? Unfortunately, we have a high rates, especially in the Western culture, of high rates of suicide. And part of the reason is that psychologists say is the person stops having anything to live for. They lose hope. So if you're ever are in a difficult situation, the number one thing is you got to maintain hope. What is hope? Hope keeps your soul in tough places, okay? Because without hope, you, you float away. It's like an anchor, right? Hope keeps you fixed, right? And stable until help comes. There have been some amazing stories of people in plane crashes, boat capsizing, that found a way to hold on till help comes. When you're in a difficult situation, you're going to have to find a way to hold on to help comes. You're going to have to tell yourself a story. You're going to have to read some scriptures. You're going to have to meditate. You're going to have to pray. You're going to have to talk to the right people. But whatever you do, you've got to keep that anchor uh, fixed in you. We know that if a big boat that's out in the ocean and it has an anchor, and if it wants to stop moving, it's got to let that anchor down. I get to go out on the boat for recreational purposes. And without exception, everybody that wants to park the boat on the water has to drop the anchor. Because what happens if you don't drop that anchor, that boat drifts. 
So without hope, you drift. You may be thinking any kind of thing. Oh, I'm never going to get out of this. I'm never going to get out of debt. I'm never going to have that business. I'm never going to have that 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 opportunity. I'm never going to write that song. I'm never going to be able to do that book. Uh, I'm never going to be able to have the life that I see so many other people have. You've got to be able that in a difficult place or in a situation you didn't want to be in, you've got to maintain hope because it will keep you fixed. It'll keep you stable and you won't drift away. Next one is you got to hold to your integrity. What is integrity, right? We, all, we always think about that as honesty and, and integrity in a sense is uh, uh, honesty, diligence. There's a lot of words that uh, that that uh, we look to, the integrity of a man or woman in a situation, especially when they've gone through difficult things. But integrity defined as the quality of being honest and having strong moral principles that you refuse to change. Okay. What does that mean? That means that I've decided that I'm going to win. I may not be in a winning situation, but I'm a winner. Okay. I'm going to prevail. Okay. I may not be there today, but I'm going to win. So difficult situations are places that challenge your integrity. It challenges your beliefs. It challenges your refusal to give in to a situation. As I go back to those two men and they asked them, how did you last for 42 years? They said, I held on to my integrity. I kept holding on to my innocence, right? I held on to truth. So you've got to make the decision that you're going to hold on to truth. What's true about you? Did you do it? Did you not do it? Are you entitled to it? Did you not? I remember during the recession and people were losing their homes and their businesses. And, uh, you know, I had gotten behind on my mortgage. And one of the things that I said to myself is, I will not lose my home. They will not take my home. I will only give my home up when I'm ready. I kept that home for 10 years. One of these days, I'm going to do a complete book, maybe story about that, because it's amazing. But it's because I made the decision to hold on to those principles. I didn't cheat to get the home. I didn't lie. I didn't do anything. So therefore, I shouldn't have to give it up just because other people are losing their home. You shouldn't have to fail because other people are failing. You shouldn't have to be average because other people are being average. You should be able to have a staked out position that you hold to. Uh, my favorite saying, you know, there's an old saying when agriculture world, they say, Till the cows come home. I'm going to be here till the cows come home. I'm going to love you till the cows come home. Well, you got to hold your integrity until your outcome comes, until whatever you're believing for, whether it's a spouse, whether it's a business, whether it's that freedom, whether it's it's a healing, whether it's a, a deliverance, whether you are captive in a situation, however you found yourself in that situation, hold on to your integrity. You've got to make the decision you'll hold on. Don't negotiate, right? This is one of the challenges when you're in a difficult situation and you don't see an immediate answers. Someone inevitably comes along to negotiate, okay? Well, if you do this, for example, I remember with the debt uh, situation that I had, there would be these companies that would be reaching out to me saying, hey, we could give you a consolidation loan pay off all your debts and you'll just owe us. And I thought, well, 
thought about it for a minute because it would have given me immediate relief from the current situation that I was in. But the longer I thought about it, I said, well, I'm just exchanging one master for another. I don't want to do that. I don't want to get out of this thing that way. I want to be completely out. I need a way that takes me completely out. So I did negotiate. Okay. Uh, when you're dealing with sickness, uh, the systems, healthcare system, they're going to negotiate with you. They're going to say, all right, take this pill or do take this medicine. And it might make you feel good in the short term, but it has side effects. So we're talking today just how you deal with being put in a difficult situation, whether you chose it or somebody else chose it for you. And so you've got to be able to keep hope, keep hope alive and to hold on to your integrity and don't negotiate. Don't negotiate with people, places, and things that want you to take a compromise out of that situation. I remember with Nelson Mandela's story that later in the years, the president says that if he would denounce his work as an activist and apartheid work, we will let him out. You know what Nelson Mandela said to him? No way. No way. Now, here's a guy facing life, and the, the then president gave him an out. He refused to take it. He refused to take it. How many of us in a, in a situation and somebody handed you an out, sometimes we immediately take it. But you've got to hold on. Your integrity is doing ultimately what's right, not what's convenient, not what's easy, not what may be on the table, right? Hold your position till the cows come home. Don't give in uh, just to have a win. I used to do it, right? I would compromise because I felt over my head or I just wanted to win and I would give in. And boy, when I look back on those, I wish I'd held to my integrity. So you have the opportunity to do what I didn't do in, in many situations, and that is hold your integrity. All right. Patience. Right, this is something none of us like. I do not really care for patience. It's not one of my favorite things. Uh, I'm not patient when I'm trying to make a meal. I'm not sometimes patient when I'm trying to do a deal. Uh, sometimes I'm not patient in relationships. But when you mature in life, one of the things you learn is you better find some patience. Because if you don't find patience, you are going to wreck yourself. That old saying they used to say, check yourself before you wreck yourself. The checking part is having some patience. Don't just shoot from the hip. A lot of people blow up opportunities and relationships because they don't have any patience. They want it here. They want it now. And they will run over whoever they got to get to it. And they don't learn anything in the process. So when you're in difficulties, you must learn patience. And the reason why you have to have patience because the thing may not be over overnight. The relationship problem may not fix itself overnight. It may turn into weeks, months years. So what do you do when you go into a situation you thought, mm, here's the quick fix, and it's not the quick fix. The thing breaks again. You fix it, then it breaks again. And now you're in a re rinse and repeat cycle, and you're getting frustrated. You're getting irritated, right? People drive, in, especially where I live in the Northwest, they drive in traffic every day. They know it's going to be traffic. They know they've done this, but yet they don't carry patience. 
So they're honking, they're cutting in out of lanes, they're squeezing into people, they're just got all kind of road rage and bad behavior. Why? Because they don't have patience. So imagine that type of person put into a difficult situation where they're hostage, they're captive, they're in debt. They've been separated from their family or friends. What do you do? So patience is the ability to wait a situation out in peace and the confidence of knowing it won't last forever. That's what patience is, right? It's the capacity to accept, tolerate, delay, trouble, or suffering without getting angry or upset, okay? Most people cannot, they can't wait for an airplane to take off before they're upset. How many people, I heard this long ago, one of my mentors said, how many people ruin their vacation because they freak out in the airport if the flight gets delayed, right? How many people ruin an opportunity because they read the handbook and there was something in it they didn't like? You know, we, we got movements that happen in our culture that if, if it ain't right for that movement, people just kick and scream, go to the media, put it on social media. They got no patience to see it out. I have walked into many situations that were not set up for my favor, but I stayed patient with it. And eventually that thing turned for me. So when you're in a difficult situation, patience is key. You, you just, you must have it. I don't know of any other way to say it. Right. And so how do you have patience? It goes back to having hope. Right. When you have hope and you know and you believe that this outcome can change, then you start to walk yourself back and have patience with the daily moments. Right. Because inevitably, when you're in difficult situation, someone or something is going to try your patience. You don't eat the same in difficult situations. You don't drink the same in difficult situations, right? You don't drive the same. You don't wear the same. So inevitably, something is going to irritate, agitate, or upset you. And again, pace is the capacity to accept or deal with those without getting angry or upset, right? I remember younger getting into trouble, and I thought immediately at that particular situation or had taken a car without permission, and I thought for certain, I am in trouble. Uh, my, my, my mother's going to be upset. This is going to be the end of me. I don't even know if I'm going to last her tomorrow. But surprisingly, when I told her that, now whether she was preoccupied with something else, she, did, she, was, she was not upset. She said, did you get an accident? Are you okay? Yep, fine. Okay, well, let's not do that again. Da, da, da. She didn't scream. She didn't yell. Look, I know some guys that own cars that let their wives drive cars. And if that wife so much as scrape a curb in that car, she's going to hear it for weeks, months, and maybe years. Okay, I know women that have a perfect way that they want the bathroom, the restroom. And if you, if you walk in and you leave that seat up, you're going to hear about it forever and ever. Okay, That's not patience. Okay, When you're trying to teach people, you know, Anybody that has a child understands you got to have patience with a toddler because you're going to tell them something and five minutes later, they're going to be right back into it. Rinse and repeat. And you're going to have to have the patience because you got to keep saying it over and over and over. And I hear people say, I've told you a thousand times not to do that. And you did it anyway. Well, you probably got to say it a thousand more times. Okay. But in the context of today, I'm talking about where you are isolated in this situation, right? Where you have to deal with your own self, your own evaluation 
your own mindset about it, about what you don't have, what's missing. So you have to have patience and appreciate that this may last longer than I want to, but I'm going to go to it with a positive mindset and not get angry or upset and make it worse. That's the problem with impatience, because if, if you don't have patience, then you have impatience. And most likely you take a difficult situation and you just double down on it and you made it worse. All right. We're almost done. How you see it matters. OK, uh, this is something that said a lot to people uh, in life. How you see it. How do you see your life? How do you see your future? How do you see your gun? How do you see the relationship? How do you see? How do you see? We get asked this to agnosium. How many times? How, how do you see it? But when you're in a difficult situation, how you see it matters. I remember at the beginning of the recession, and I had two ways to see it. That I could see it, oh my God, this is the rest of my life. This is this is it. This is permanent. I'm never gonna, man, I'm gonna have to give up everything I've worked for. This is done, done, done right? Or I could see it as temporary, okay? Temporary didn't mean I know the end date or I knew when it was going to change. Temporary mean no, it would change, that it would not last forever, that somehow this, this situation won't last forever. People don't stay mad forever. It don't snow forever. It don't rain forever. It's temporary. So when you're in difficult situations, you have to adapt the mindset is, I don't like being here. I wouldn't choose to be here, but this is temporary and it's subject to change. And I'm going to be around when it changes and it goes to something permanent. So whenever you view it, it's how it'll be. Okay. Everywhere you go mentally, there you are. doesn't matter whether you're prison, free, uh, church, work. Uh, wherever you go, there you are. And you will see that thing in a certain way. So it, it and, and let me say this about seeing something temporary. That doesn't mean you accept it. That doesn't mean you fold it, right? That doesn't mean you fold it to the captivity or the abuse or the addiction, right? Or whatever it is. That doesn't mean you fold it. That doesn't mean you gave in. Folded is a term that they use when you're playing cards, you're playing poker, and the person knows they have a bad hand, and they just, they fold. They throw down the cards. I fold. I'm out. Okay? You don't have to fold in a situation. You just have to see it as temporary, and I'm just choosing to, to embrace it for what it is. In other words, I'm not denying the reality. I'm not denying I flunked the class. I'm not denying I filed bankruptcy. I'm not denying that I went through a divorce. I'm not denying that I had a bad year. I'm not denying that I did something stupid. But what I'm saying is that to move forward is that I've got to see I'm not permanently stupid. I'm not permanently dumb. I'm not permanent like this. This is temporary. I'm temporarily without work, right? Don't just say, don't say I don't have a job. I'm temporarily without work. I'm looking for new opportunities, right? I'm temporary in this situation, but I'm believing that something else will come along. Help will come along. I have to keep that mindset. Otherwise, it becomes permanent and I and I camp into it. There's a saying that I've developed over the years is don't ever make permanent decisions in temporary places. You will regret it, right? Sometimes people will get in a, in a, in a relationship and they'll be fighting. And people do it. They argue and fight. And then one person will haul off and say, I hate you. I don't want to be in this thing anymore. Okay. 
You just took a temporary situation, the argument, you just made a permanent decision in it. Okay. You just made, okay, now you've changed the whole trajectory of the relationship. What went from an argument now could be potentially headed to a divorce. It's that fast. It's that fast. Okay. Uh, the boss comes and asks you to do something, take a temporary assignment. Okay. And it interferes with you going to the hockey game, the football game, the baseball game, or with your family, or whatever it might be. I'm not saying let's take family out because I wouldn't want to use it, but something else that you thought was more important. And you said, I don't have time to do this. I don't want to do this. Uh, this, I'm done. I don't want to do this. Okay. Boss says, fine, you're fired. Or you're not getting the promotion. So now you've taken something that was temporary, a temporary ask, and now you said no. And now you made more of a permanent situation in that job environment that it didn't need to be. So you have to think about that whole thing. Check yourself before you wreck yourself. You can wreck yourself in something you thought you saw it as permanent, but it was really just temporary. They don't always treat you like this. I hear people say, people always do this. People always say that. That's impossible to say because how can you anticipate what people are going to say through, through infinitum? Really? They're saying it now, but they may not say that later. People have changed their tune. We see these rappers getting in fights on TMZ. It's probably my favorite place to see it, right? And they'll say, I'm not never talking to that rapper. And then all of a sudden you see them in another event, they're hugging it out, Right? What was supposed to be permanent turned out to be temporary. So it works both ways. When you're in a difficult place, you got to see it the way that it is for you. And that's temporary. It won't last forever. It won't. Something will break. And if somebody could stay in a situation for 27 years and still keep hope and become the president of South Africa and lead a people to freedom, I believe you can handle whatever situation you is. I don't know what it is, and it may be difficult for you. It's all relative. I got some places that I'm in that I have to call temporary. You may have some places in, but just have the hope and the belief that it will not be permanent. All right, last one. Avoid measurements of time and others. Uh, one of the things that we really like to do in our culture, especially with the the explosion of social media platforms is we like to measure. How many followers does that person have? How many followers does that person have? What are they wearing today? What are they eating today? Where are they going today? Ooh, they went on vacation here. I didn't get to go on vacation here. I didn't even get to go on vacation at all. Ooh, okay. I'm over here fighting for my family's life or my financial life or my single life. And this person's over here just living it up la vida loca. Okay. Problem with that is you're now measuring. And what happens when you measure, uh, you're not evaluating your own self anymore. You're now evaluating yourself against somebody else. And let me say this about other people's situations. A lot of them are not what you perceive them to be. People are not as happy as they appear on social media. Maybe many of you know that by now. Okay. There are many times that I talk to people about something I saw on social media. The story I get for them is a totally different perception of what the image that they put out. Okay. Couples fight. Couples have disagreement, but they have an agreement when they go out in public, we're going to look happy. We're going to be social. Now you're sitting, you're single, and you're envying that because you don't have that. Those people may go home. I know people literally that have left parties, gone home and gotten a divorce. Okay. So things are not always as they appear. 
So when you're measuring against somebody that has more money than you or has more house than you or has more of anything than you, you need to make sure you understand what you're measuring against. Because a lot of time you've measured against something that at the end of the day, you don't want. You don't want to know how that person maintains a marriage. You don't want to know how they maintain all those millions of dollars. You don't know want to know how they travel the south of France every six months. I have been shocked sometimes when I got the backstory. Like, oh man, I'm thinking you are the ideal person, and now I'm looking at what you know you're doing. So, the, the, the important things about measuring. The other thing about measuring time is when you're putting a difficult situation, it is an opportunity to learn something to get a lesson out of it, to evaluate it. Because if you don't and you're focusing on other things and you're focusing on marking down how many days you've been in the thing, you're not going to learn from it. And you're just going to despise that situation even more. And all you're going to want to do is try to figure out a way how to get out of it quickly. You may not want to get out of everything quickly. There are many things that I've gone through that I didn't want to be in. But when I look back on it, I was glad that I went through it because the lessons that I learned. Like I learned how to choose the right partners. And that was because I chose a lot of bad partners, right? I learned how to choose the right people to have relationships with. It's because I was bad at choosing people. And it was those bad breakups or those bad partnership endings that taught me how to be patient and how to be better when you're vetting or interested in in having those, right? I, that wouldn't have happened had I gone, not gone through bad situation. If that wouldn't have happened if I had a constant spend my time measuring. I couldn't have gone successfully through the recession if I had constantly been measuring who doesn't seem to have a problem, who's not, you know, seem to be losing their house or struggling or who bought a brand new car in the middle of the recession. Okay, all those things I couldn't focus on. You've got to focus on where you are, your self-evaluation, Right. What can I learn from this? So number one, I don't repeat this again or this doesn't happen to me again or I avoid it or I can see it coming. End of the day, you are responsible for or I say responsible. You get to choose what you do with your mind on any given Sunday, on any given day, in any given situation. It's a matter how you see it, what you do and how you manage it. Hope those have been helpful things. Uh because those are things that that's real life, right? I wish I had some great things to tell you three ways how to make a million dollars, right? Or how I became a billionaire. I wish I could, you know, just have those stories, but I've lived real life and real life is for real people. So it's the real people that maybe can appreciate what, you know, I'm sharing. Hey, always remember you can catch us on iTunes, Facebook, Spotify, got the link, Facebook live. Um, and, uh, I'll be, uh, talking about my books next next time around, but uh, we really appreciate the opportunity to be able to share with you, our listeners, this uh, uh, information, insight, principles, and I hope it helps you make a difference in your today, your tomorrow, and your future. Every great champion knows that success, overcoming, and winning in life is no accident. Creating individual success is like having a recipe for a great meal. It only works if you know how to use the ingredients. As a best-selling author, entrepreneur, business coach, strategist, and champion, the Lewis Howard Live Show provides you the insider's view on winning. All we do is win, 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 helping you become the best version of yourself.